to Out of Trouble, a pattern interrupting podcast. I'm Nicholas Harder. This week's episode Chocolate Chip Nips with the East Coast Fam Bam. Fam Bamming it. It's been 10 years since I've seen my cousins walking around the nation's capital during COVID. Having profound thoughts as I'm listening back to all the tape I recorded from this trip. So much tape. Okay. Um, rate review. Find me on social media. I'm at Out of Trouble Nick. N-I-K Nick. Spread the word. Here we go. I gotta say that seeing my cousins for the first time in 10 years, going to visit them in the East Coast and seeing my grandma's house by the woods for the first time in 10 years meant a lot to me. A lot, a lot. I don't really have extended family close by. You know, I live in the Bay Area. My mom and dad are in the Sacramento area, about an hour drive away. I got an aunt up in Portland. But besides that, you know, my entire extended family lives either five hour plane ride away on the East Coast or a like 10, 11, 12 hour plane flight away in Germany. So I don't really get to have these big family experiences very often. Um, Wait, are we gonna see your nipple tattoo or what? <laughs> this is one of those experiences that I'm talking about. We fuck with it. It's kind of I'm showing my family my tattoos, including my favorite tattoo, which is a bee perched right above my nipple. Do you have tiny nipples too? I actually don't know. I, I got tiny nipples. <laughs> So it's cool, I don't get to do this often, and I'm bonding with my family over our shared attribute of tiny nips. Uh, and we're playing board games, and we're actually thinking that we might be able to divide the teams based on who has tiny nips. Are we all gonna the get little nips. tape out? The little nips. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to bed. This inspires some pretty sweet team names. You're going to bed. The Salami Mommies. <laughs> <laughs> There has been drinks involved. We're at my uncle and aunt's house around the dining room table. Uh, I can't remember if we actually got around to playing any games or if we just flashed each other our nipples all night. Wow. You got mosquito bites? You got mosquito bites? Oh my god! You're definitely the chocolate chip nips. You have big, you're a salami, but you're team captain of the salami mommies. That'd be Luke, my younger cousin, getting defensive about his tiny nips and accusing his mom, who I'm not blood related to, by the way, of being a salami mommy, which apparently she gave to my older cousin, Derek. Derek Luke says he has pepperoni nips. You do. You make fun of my well, nipples. Those are you you ate them, them sir. Mom has Two neither chocolate nor tiny nips. Yes, yes. Yes. I think those are jumbo chocolate chips. Yo, shut up. I wouldn't call him Jumbo. I've seen some much bigger Jumbo nips. nips? Are you yeah. recording? No. Yeah, so I brought my recorder and I was just recording like a lot. I'm curious what it's like to have me just like busting out a recorder kind of randomly at times when we're hanging out and stuff. I thought it was cool. 
it felt like what you were saying was more important or mattered since it was being recorded. I didn't really have that much of an agenda. I mean, by the end of the trip, I did conduct a couple of interviews, but mostly I just wanted to record as often as I could, and I used pretty much any excuse to do so. This is pretty epic though. We're seeing like the Washington Memorial Pyramid. It's an obelisk, right in front of us. I would say. It is an obelisk. That is obelisk. A, that is we went to a handful of memorials and that, obelisk. Obelisk. for whatever reason, became an excuse to bust out the recorder. So we're walking the edge of that like big, long rectangular pool thing. It's in front of the Lincoln Memorial. The reflecting pond. The reflecting pond. <laughs> the we're, official name actually. The official name is actually the reflecting pool. Mom, not the pond. Thank you very much. Um, Over which Lincoln sits upon his throne, guarded by Greek columns. You know, my grandma lives outside DC, so there's museums and statues everywhere. It's nighttime, there's not a lot of people out. We're walking the National Mall, which is where many of them are located. And with all the lights on under the statues, it does feel a little like that Ben Stiller movie, Night at the Museum. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming to love Ron! The actual Museum of Natural History where that movie was filmed is not far off. It's closed for COVID, as are all the museums. This is when the drugs kicked in. <laughs> but um, we could still walk around the mall, see the reflecting pond, the Washington obelisk, the memorial of Lincoln. That's where the dead guy is. That's where the giant statue of Lincoln in a chair is. I wonder if he ever actually sat in a chair that looked like you that. You know, he, he probably <laughs> just never sat, period. He was sitting when he was shot. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> The coolest thing that we were able to see was the original Black Lives Matter Plaza. You know, the murals that just say Black Lives Matter and blocky golden black paint on the street. Um, they started showing up in major cities last summer. Yeah, the original was painted on the block leading up to Trump's White House. It was pretty epic. I definitely recorded for that. Yay, big yellow letters. This is so cool, I can't believe we're here. So check it out. You know my sister's traveled with me before because I've trained her how to do a stand-up. A stand-up's a radio or TV journalism thing. It's where you basically narrate where you are and what's happening around you. And because of previous trips, I don't even have to ask her for the stand-up. I just point the microphone at her and say, Where are we? We are on the newly renamed Black Lives Matter Plaza in Washington, D.C., just next to the White House. Lots of murals all over the place on the boarded up windows. Lots of people around taking pictures. Lots of people with their kids. There's and that's the White House. Oh yeah, straight down. That's the White Dang, House. we are looking at the front of the White House from like three blocks down. So we should walk on the street down the mural, I feel Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to get a picture right here after you guys. Yeah. We went and stood out front of the White House. It sounded like this. It's the soul of America. Protesters. Maybe the first Americans. So this guy's on his bike with a bullhorn and uh, some sort of carrier that he's dragging on his bike with a protest sign. And then there appears to be someone else who's camped out in a tent in front of the White House. So I talked to this guy camped out in a tent by the White House, surrounded by all these 
anti-war posters. What are you doing here? It's a protest for world peace against nuclear and atomic industry and against all human rights violations. So since 1981, we've been here. Wow. I don't know if you caught that, but the organization he represents, the William Thomas Memorial Anti-Nuclear Peace Vigil, has been silently protesting outside of the White House since 1981. For 40 years, they've been camped out in front of the White House with nothing but this dinky little tent. That's what I see Filippo sitting in now. The idea being, instead of having a million people march on Washington for a day, you have three people occupy Washington all the time. Night, day, rain, snow, sleet, whatever, to remind the White House about the importance of nuclear disarmament and to communicate with little bloggers like me. Exactly, you're, you're very important to the cog of the machine, you know? Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, he thinks I'm a journalist. That's good. He knows he's a goddamn traitor. He knows Antichrist Trump exactly pegs him. Right on his 666 dick. Oh yeah, he's really laying into it. When we weren't visiting memorials or running errands or spending time with the cousins, we were hanging out at grandma's, helping her out. Grandma, do you have any towels that need to be washed? I'm gonna start a load It was hard to find excuses to record at grandma's house, but I was able to find them here and there, like showing off to my sister how I make my bed. Okay, it's a little messy because this isn't folded over right, but the important part is the pillows. So they gave me hella pillows, so I took most of the pillows off and I have two for my head. And then I have one on either side of the bed long ways so that when I roll over at night, because I switch sides all the time, I always have a pillow to hug, no matter which side <laughs> I'm facing towards. You're so cute, I do that too. <laughs> the blankets could be a little neater, but judging myself. As a reminder, my sister and I flew across the country to help take care of my grandma, who just had surgery on her spine. And one of like our three duties was to keep her from going up the stairs on her own, and that's what she's doing right now. Nikki, you distracted me for five seconds, and she just made an escape. Oh, she's killing me with the stairs. We putz around, and we do the occasional thing for grandma, and that's all we do, so it's like... It's literally like not a big deal. You know, I don't usually record as aimlessly as this, but I think because I wasn't doing any other parts of the process, um, I ended up recording a lot more. It was slightly more difficult recording with my other family members, like my aunt and uncle and cousins. They're not as broken in as my sister. I tried though, literally the first time I see my cousins in 10 years, they come over to my grandma's house and I'm holding a live recorder in my hands when they come in the door. I like hey, what's going on? Guys Colin, are, like, Colin. <laughs> How you doing, man? Good. It's yeah. so good, good to see you. It's the morning after my sister and I flew in. My aunt and uncle are there too. It's COVID time, so we're breaking that barrier of touching each other for the first time. Oh, we're probably the safest people to hug. You're good. Yeah. We'll be potting it, so it's all good. Yes, this is the pod. Yeah. The squad. So, Mom, have you figured out how to it's work? It's So my sister and I are both from the West Coast, the best coast, and we're more on the left politically, as well as my mom, and the rest of the family, my uncle, aunt, cousins, are more on the right. So this is something that my sister and I talked about and prepared for. 
I don't want it to like sour or anything, and I don't want to like talk about it. Like politics or I don't whatever get into it is. Politics and everything. Yeah, and I'm not really trying to do that either. You know, we hardly ever see each other. Neither of us, Cassandra or I, are really interested in convincing anyone of anything. Most people who like have supposedly very different views than me, we agree on most things anyway. But it's just like some things. Like, I don't want to talk about George. George Floyd's death. Literally the very next night. Right? I mean, even the the Floyd thing, there's a video that beforehand, they had to drag him out of the car. He wouldn't get out of the car. Yeah. Then they're trying to get him back to the police car. He was refusing that. That's my uncle, John. It's happy hour. We're sitting on my grandma's red brick back porch. And um, I feel like politics as a conversation topic these days is just irresistible. Right. But that but camera should that, be trained to de-escalate. Wouldn't you agree that Floyd escalated the situation yeah. by not being Like a lot of more conservative folks I've gotten into conversations with, it's always surprising that we actually agree on a lot of things. Now, should the officer be going to jail for what he did? Absolutely. He killed the guy. But there was a lot of things that happened prior to that that escalated that that didn't have to happen. Of course, it's more interesting to talk about the things that we don't agree on. Like I said in the last episode, I think that arguing is a thing that families do to fill time, and arguing about politics is addicting as fuck, even when it's not fun. But you can't just burn burn the, the precinct down or the town down because you have a couple of bad apples. The only moment where it got a little hairy was when we started talking about why someone would burn down a police station. My sister's like, well, what would you do if it wasn't just one police officer, but the whole system? What are you going to do at that point? You'll burn the building to the ground. No. But, <laughs> well, because but, it's not because just... Because what are they going to do? What are you supposed to do? Wait a minute. Yeah, it's at the moment when my sister starts advocating for open rebellion that my Aunt Lori is like, yeah, peace, I'm out, guys. I'm hiding it. I'm not There's something important about it. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. Really? I, I, Not at all. Okay. Is anyone upset? I love y'all. Is anyone upset? I'm, I always I'm get upset. I, <laughs> I actually, I don't love you as much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do we need to do like a big group hug? I did a lot of regular hanging out with the cousins too, and I managed to record a decent amount. What? You have Mackinac blood. I do. Yeah, of course I do. You have the blood. We have the same grandpa. You have the blood. We're hanging out at the docks at Sarah's house. That's Derek's girlfriend. She lives in this little nature reserve right on the water. And um, we're talking about our shared grandpa, who my cousins actually never met, and I only met once. I met him when I was like 17, and and like, yeah, I talked. Dude, I went to Spain. I was in Spain with my dad. What was he like? Um, yeah, this is like Chill. monumental, okay? <laughs> really? This is yeah. the first time Dude, I met anything before, about our grandpa, he so. Kinda deep. It's funny how we haven't seen each other for 10 years, but because we're related, I can tell them things about their life that they don't know. I couldn't really tell them that much, though, unfortunately. Our grandpa, as you're probably picking up, wasn't much of a figure in our lives. The story as I know it is that he left our grandma for some lady in Spain who demanded that he cut off all contact with his old family. That's us. Yeah. He gave everything to the, the woman he was with in Madrid. Yes. Yeah. And I don't even think he came to y'all's dad's wedding. And I'm glad he was really upset about it. He was Probably. really upset about that. He's his only son. It's like, the hell is that? I would be pissed. Yeah. But I, like, I know and our dad would never do that because dad his that. dad did that to him. Dad's a good dad.
I tried to record more with Uncle John and Aunt Lori, but they seemed a little bit wary, maybe especially so after all the political talk. From that one, tiny little oh, head. Oh shit, he got the recorder out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys were telling such good ones the other day. There was one night after dinner around the table again where I tried to get some stories out of him. What was the most trouble y'all ever got into? That's a good question. Oh my God. I know what could have been the most trouble. Aunt Lori and Uncle John are locking eyes across the table and having a debate with each other about what story they should tell without actually exchanging any words. Oh! <laughs> I don't like that. This is something that only a couple who's been together for decades can do. Oh, uh, she knows. <laughs> well, actually, no, I got two oh, in my wait, head wait, now. Wait, 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 I wonder if we're on the same story. There's two. They involve a sleeping bag? Yes. <laughs> yeah, see, they just know. <laughs> yeah, that could have been bad. And the other one was in the Mustang. Yeah, that could have been real bad. Yeah. I still, we still don't know who that was. Yeah, nope. Mm. Well, stop teasing us, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get a beer. Unfortunately, I'm going to now tease all of you as well because I never heard the story because while we were going to get a beer, Grandma, who was resting on the porch, you know, she's all laid up with her spine, decided that she'd had enough and it was time to go home. And it's my sister and I's responsibility to take her there. And I always use the express line. So I never did get to record those stories. We flew out a few days later and see, I wasn't recording like 24 seven, but I was recording a lot. And when I got home, I went through all of that tape. You know, I'd listen to it and go on long walks and take notes or I would draw at home. And I've listened to a lot of tape in my life, but never so much of just like my day to day life. And yes, I was on vacation, but still, it made me think about how much listening to tape like that is like meditation, which I know might sound kind of cheesy or whatever, but you know, one way that folks meditate is you just kind of pay attention to your thoughts, you watch as they go by. And I felt like when I was listening to this tape that I was doing exactly that, except for all the thoughts are out loud you know, and, um, and I listen and I notice the thoughts, the words that folks are saying, and I take notes and I put the words into order. Super, super, super meditative, terrible tape to episode ratio. And I'm really grateful for my family for putting up with me. Um, and it made me realize that so much of my mission with this podcast, you know, turning my life into a story, um, trying to imbue my life with meaning. But a lot of the action happens behind the scenes. It's me listening to all of my experiences and reflecting on them. And the goal isn't to learn anything. The goal isn't to come to any conclusions. The goal is to just make sense. The goal is to know myself. But I did, by the end of the trip, do some less aimless recording. I interviewed my grandma about her childhood growing up in a segregated USA. We talked about death, generally. Um, so we'll get into that next episode. And until then, I'm Nicholas Harder. This is Out of Trouble. Have a good night. <laughs>